0: Welcome to the Educate, Empower and Evolve podcast. My name is Haley Vera and I'm a lifestyle coach with my roots in holistic nutrition, personal training and yoga. I'm admittedly a total nerd with a huge passion for gut health and optimizing human performance naturally. If you feel like you're drowning in the information available to you online, come hang out with me on the E3 podcast every single week and learn simple, effective strategies to help you balance your hormones, increase your energy, heal your guts and optimize your mindset. I promise to provide you with science-backed knowledge and new perspectives so that you can make empowered decisions for both your health and happiness and evolve into the best version of yourself possible. Thank you for tuning in and lending me your ears. Now let's get into today's episode. all right friends welcome back to the e3 podcast i'm your host haley vera and as always i'm excited to be here and today i'm even more excited because i have a special guest coming on to the show and not just a special guest but also the newest addition to our coaching team here at health pillars and this individual has a very profound and powerful story on top of that he's gone all in and so that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode is Jake's journey and where he's at today and his reason for packing up his life in Ontario, driving across the country and moving to Kelowna, BC to be close to Iron Energy Gym and myself and Tyler and the team here at Health Color. So Jake, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Wonderful intro. I truly appreciate that.
0: Awesome. My pleasure. Super happy to have you here. And I know for a lot of people that, you know, stepping into the unknown or going all in can be really daunting. And so I'd really just love to hear you share your perspective and a little bit of your story to help people break down some of those barriers and some of those walls that they might be up against in their own lives. And it might not be moving across the country, but it could be as simple as getting started on a fitness journey, you know, getting back into the dating world or going all in on your career. And so this podcast, I think, is going to be one that will really help you find that next step forward with faith and with a sense of, empowerment. That's what I'm hoping anyway. So let's dive into this. I would love for you to just first share who you are, a little bit of your story and what got you into fitness, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's take it back about a decade and a bit. So it all started in high school with me. We had a massive move, my family. I lost all my friends. And I kind of restarted back in grade seven and eight, kind of middle school. And That's kind of where I lost my life in a sense. I stopped being active. I started to play video games. I took over after my older brother, who's four and a half years older. So, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends. I'm like, I'll just go to video games. And then that kind of led into bad eating habits, you know, inactivity. And the worst year was grade 10. So I got to my heaviest at 291, 92. I'm about six foot two. And it all started with me wanting to ask a girl out, because that's kind of how it all starts with us guys, you know, in high school. And it took me many weeks to muster up the energy to do it. And a couple of these guys that I was talking to were like, just do it after class. So after drama class, I walked up to her after everybody left. She was talking with the teacher. I was like, this is my time. So I I walk up to her all nervous and everything. And like, actually, her name was Haley, too. I'm like, Haley, you know, uh, I'd love to take you out for like coffee. Would you be interested? I really like you. Kind of something along those lines. She literally looked at me. The look gave it away, and she like kind of the soul in my eyes left, and she's just like, "No, I don't date fat guys." I'm like, "Boom!" Right in my soul. And you know, at that point, I've had a lot of thoughts already of like, you know, suicide. Uh, I was very depressed because you know I gained all the weight, and I didn't have any friends, and that kind of put things over the edge. And I was contemplating literally taking my life because I was like, not only am I getting bullied, I got suspended from school because. Kids told me I should kill myself because I'm fat. Fat people don't deserve to live. And I got suspended for pushing a guy and punching him as opposed to him not getting anything because apparently he instigated and I was the guy who followed through with it. And something literally told me I had like this moment where it was like, you have to change something. You can't be selfish and leave everybody behind. And I'm like, I have to make a decision. So that's where it started. Literally the end of grade 10, I ended up having some money saved up. I was working a part-time job at a grocery store and I signed up at Good Life. hired a trainer. This guy, his name was Andrew, I'll never forget. He told me all I need to do is run and eat nothing. So I took his advice and literally through that summer, coming back into September in about four months, I went down to 141. So I lost a lot of weight. I pretty much ate an apple, maybe a granola bar a day. And I would vomit it out too because I thought, oh, if, if I bump it out, I'm burning more calories, right? It's just a terrible relationship with food, terrible relationship with my body. But I lost the weight and I was, quote unquote, skinny fat, right? And the moment where that all changed was where my mom told me I need to go to the hospital because I was starting to look a little yellow, discoloration in my face. And it was pretty much jaundice that I was diagnosed with. And we went to the hospital and they're like, if you were doing this for another couple of weeks, you probably would have died. Like your heart would have stopped. Uh, malnutrition. My bones were sticking out. My ribs to this day kind of protrude awkwardly. And that was the journey where I kind of lost faith in the industry. Yeah. So I developed jaundice and yeah, the doctor is pretty much like, continued doing this for a couple of weeks, that's it. So I started eating a little bit more food. And I, at the same time, I lost faith in the whole fitness industry and trainers. Cause I thought you go to the gym, you spend this money and I'm supposed to give you professional advice. And they kind of failed me. So I went to school, studied some biomechanics and studied nutrition. That was kind of my, my major. And I realized nutrition has a lot of power and moving properly has a lot of power. Cause I wasn't moving at all. I was just running like 30 kilometers a day and eating nothing. And sometimes even running 60 kilometers like within a day, it was ridiculous. So I, I couldn't even bench press the bar for most of you guys, it's like 45 pounds. So literally at the age of 16, I couldn't even bench press the bar. It was difficult for me. So I had to restart, build muscle. And that following year in grade 12, one whole year of working out, I pretty much went back up to almost 200 pounds and people didn't recognize me going back into grade 12 again. And like I started getting attention from girls and everything. I'm like, oh, this is great. You build muscle, things start to happen. Right. So at that point, I took it further. I started taking my nutrition seriously. I started taking my training seriously. And it just propelled from there. And the passion started, I became a personal trainer, worked at different gyms, a prestigious one, and just outside of Toronto called Lifetime. And yeah, I just got addicted to it. I essentially became the, the extreme end of health and fitness, which is technically goes the other way, where it kind of destroys you, because all I could care about is getting my six meals a day, weighing everything to the gram, And that's when I thought I wanted to compete. I tried to compete for the first time and literally hired a coach and he told me to eat just like tilapia broccoli. And just do two hours of cardio a day, so I pretty much got like four four and a half weeks out from my first show, and my eating disorder started coming back. I was just so nutrient deficient. I'm working full time at that point in time at the gym and part time at a supplement store, and trying to manage a relationship it was just way too hard. So I backed out, and then I went more into the holistic uh, holistic field of things. I had to heal myself, my relationship with food, and that's where my journey began, kind of into holistic health more as opposed to kind of the the paradigm of what registered dietitians kind of study, I was just like, this is garbage. This is not serving me. There has to be a different way. And that's kind of where I got into podcasting and learning this stuff. Went back to get a holistic degree. And I'm like, okay, this this has a lot of power. Right. And something for the for the listeners as well, I took performance enhancing drugs as well in my earlier 20s. So that messed me up as well. And if anybody takes those kind of things without the right education, it could do a lot of damage to you. And still to this day I'm still recovering from it, albeit on the tail end of it four years of doing it and then four years coming off working with naturopaths with doctors doctors that that literally thought i was depressed because my levels were that of like a 90 year old person i'm like i'm 24 years old my levels should not be here like i'm not depressed i need help they failed me so i needed naturopaths so i've been on this journey ever since and my passion for helping people over the years in person and online has grown to the point where it's like i need to do this full time i was trying to do it then COVID happened and I was at that time I was working at Lifetime. I had like forty something clients in person. Was making like seventeen thousand for the club. One of the top trainers, nutritionists. COVID happened. I'm like, okay, I have two options here. I could either live on these sur payments, which a lot of people did. So I did that for four months. But at the same time, I hire a business coach, and I'm like, I need to do this online thing because it's it's gaining momentum. A lot of people are doing it. I need to figure out how to do this. So I tried doing it. I hired a couple of business coaches. I was like, it's not working. I invest a lot of money. I need cash. Like, you know, I'm living with my girlfriend at the time. And I just started doing construction with my dad on and off. I've been doing it with him and I'm like, all right, I'll just do this. It's good cash on the side and I'll do this part-time thing. And I've been trying for years and years. And, you know, this, this past year, January, I went essentially, I can say all in and hired Brian Mark right here in Kelowna. And that's kind of where I met you guys and how this whole thing started. And I was slowly going into it and I was still doing my construction. I'm like, oh, I'm making this amount of money, safe. I'm good, I can pay my bills. I don't know how much I could commit to this online thing, but I started doing it more and more. And I'm like, I have to go all in, right? And through the amalgamation of all of that, I came to a decision I'm like, in order for me to propel further in life and do this 100%, put myself in an uncomfortable position, And something I always tell people is you have to be uncomfortable being, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where we grow. And I've had many situations in my life where I had to, I've been through that and I realized on the other side was growth and these challenges, these uncomfortable situations allow us to grow. So I pretty much packed my bags and I made a decision to drop my full-time job with my dad and drive away from all of that comfort. Even my girlfriend, I left her behind. She's at a house. I took the dog and we drove across the country to British Columbia from Ontario, to go all in with health pillars, go all in with this, with this coaching. And that's where we are right now, right?
0: <laughs> yep. That's a pretty powerful story. It is. And I feel like I, I resonate with you on a lot of levels. I know about a decade ago is when I was really struggling. I think it probably goes back further for me, probably till I was 14 or 15. And that's when I was going through all the challenges I faced with uh, eating not eating disorders yet, but acne medication, really bad skin for years and the acne medication was my crutch for almost five years doing super, super bad damage to my kidneys, to my liver, to my gut. And following that, going into university for engineering and dropping out, feeling like a failure, really bad eating disorders. And I think that we have both kind of experienced a negative side of the medical system. We kind of briefly touched on today, like it's great for an acute injury, you break your femur, hospital's a great spot. But yeah. if you're struggling with depression, if you are feeling in any way, like you're not living your best life, like if you feel like your energy is low, your hormones are imbalanced, if you are feeling like you're dealing with extreme fatigue, then that's not the place that is going to help you. Like they may medicate you, but they're not going to help you. And so I think we both learned that the hard way. And it's really cool to see how far you've come and how you know, powerful and strong you are today. And to be able to bring you onto our team and for you to have that background and have that knowledge, a lot of people, unfortunately, these days get into fitness because of the cash. They think like, hey, I can make a quick buck working online, working from home, telling people, like, giving people a workout plan and a meal plan. That's easy, right? But a lot of them don't have like the deep roots that you do that go back into like fitness literally saved my fucking life, right? Like that's how it feels for you. And so that that is what really makes a good coach i think because you've been through so many of those challenges disordered eating you know struggling with your hormone levels you know struggling with your mindset feeling insecure and having gone through that and now being on the other side of it is a really powerful position to be in to be able to help other people so i know i've been there i've had a lot of people say things to me like don't put all your eggs in one basket or you know make sure you have a backup plan also heard you work too hard and I just, I just want to kind of get your perspective on that, and I'll just share mine briefly first. Like, I think that a lot of people say those things with good intentions, with love, because those things are rooted in love and protection. They want to protect us and shield us from the failure or the humility that we may experience, right? And they're trying to shield us from that and like, do the safe thing. But I also think that it's a, in a big way, projection because they wouldn't do it. It would be impeding on their fears, their insecurities, their doubts. And so because they wouldn't take that leap of faith or do what you're doing doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. And so I think it kind of comes from two sides. It can either, it can be both. It doesn't have to be one or the other. I think if my mom or my dad or my sister or brother says, Hey, you know what? Are you sure that's a good idea? It can be rooted in love and and protection, but it can also be a projection of their own fears or insecurities that they have. And I'm just curious, like if you have a perspective on that or if you heard that at all from people that you were leaving behind in ontario
1: yeah absolutely and thanks for sharing that we definitely have similar stories and the medical industry albeit great it's it does fail a lot of people and we as coaches um, have a lot of power because we don't have to follow these guidelines i think we've talked about this before and we have that perspective like we're going in it most of us like the real good coaches go in it for the right reasons because they've realized that health and fitness has actually saved their life. It's not like a vanity thing. Although, you know, looking good is a side effect of being healthy That's what I say. It's a lot deeper than that. And it has to be deeper for this to be a lifelong thing for people to be able to do this for the rest of their lives. And going all in for me, I've done it before. I moved to Vancouver with my previous partner and it didn't work. I was in a worse situation, I had to come back. But this time it was like, you know, we're getting older and age is a number. But I was like, okay, I'm I'm turning 31 now. You know, I have a little bit. I have some money saved up. I'm good. At the end of the day, some of some staggering statistics, most people in like America, you know, they're literally living paycheck to paycheck. And it's like, you know, I don't I don't necessarily feel bad for them because they put themselves in that situation. But it's like we have so much power, right? A lot of us have our own stories and have knowledge to definitely impact a lot of people. It's just a lot of people don't kind of go into that. They're scared of being judged by sharing their story. Or they're scared of other people judging them i've had a lot of people on social media for example like hey i want to start doing what you're doing like you, you know my following has grown i have a lot of people reaching out and starting conversations it's like and then some of their their worries are "Oh, my friends and family will judge me because i'm going to be posting health and fitness advice it's like who cares just do it like this is your life like at the end of the day you're this is your path and you have a passion then you do it and going back to the all in thing it's like i had criticisms even when I started like cooking my chicken breasts at home and my parents would judge me like oh you don't want to do that this and this and like go to birthday parties and you know everyone's judging and criticizing you and if you continuously let that affect you and change the person and your convictions of who you are and what you believe in then you're never going to be successful in any arena right Mm -hmm. and even though it might seem a little bit extreme for some people like oh why did you move across country well it's because I needed to do it it's not like Like I had to do it, this only decision, like, okay, it was a comfy life. We have a house, we have a yard, you know, I had family, friends, comforts, grocery stores. I had everything laid out, but it's like, that's where, that's not where growth happens, right? I need to be where the action is. I need to be put into a more conducive environment for that. And I think the biggest thing a lot of people neglect or kind of don't even look at is your environment. I was around a lot of people who are comfortable. Like my parents came from Poland during communism. They escaped communism to come here for a better life for us but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the life I wanted Mm -hmm. I appreciate them and I take that not with a grain of salt I take that and I I try to learn lessons and I want a better life for my family and in order to do that I need to take myself out of that because I'm sick and tired of meeting up with families for dinners and them like oh what do you do for work like you coach people like yeah I coach people online like it's a thing right like I have certain skills and this could help people And, oh, you don't have like a job, this and this. Like, yeah, I work construction, but I'm ending that because this is my passion. And it's like all these questions and criticisms from brothers, from in-laws and everything. It's like, that could really haunt somebody and really, you know, put a stranglehold on them. But I'm the kind of person that's an extreme person. And this is not something I've ever had. It's, I've developed this over time. It's like callusing my mind. And I know for certain that if I put myself around the right environment, and again, the right headspace, then things are just going to line up and it's just going to get better from there because I eliminate all those distractions, right? Like decision is an interesting word because decision, if you look at it in Latin, if you break it down, a day and high is what it means. And it essentially means to cut off all other possibilities. Mm -hmm. So I had to make a decision to cut off all possibilities of the comfort of people saying, get a salary, job, get your pension. No, I don't care about that. Money comes and goes The older. I'm getting, I realize it's all about energy and it's about that mindset. And what you put out comes back to you. So if I'm around people, even sometimes my partner would frustrate me because she's has this comfy salary job and it's just like you, you punch in at, at eight and then you stop at four and then it's like, that's it. You don't want to do an ounce of work outside of that because that's what you're paid for. And you, that's it. And, and then you complain because you don't get paid more. It's like, well, maybe do more work and show people that you actually want to do more. You do more than the next person. And that's how you progress forward in your discipline or career. But it's like that mentality, everybody around me in my life was living that kind of life. And that is literally the thing that I would pay money to get out of. And that's what I did. I had to make that decision to literally be like, I'm leaving. And even if my relationship takes a hit initially, it's going to be well worth it because I know, especially being here, like literally the day, it's like, I know it's already coming to fruition and things are coming together. And just by that decision that I made, I'm already having my parents contemplating moving out here. My brother and his wife are contemplating. It's like when somebody in your family makes such an extreme decision, you could probably relate to this. It's like then their mind opens up and they're like, uh, "What? Like you're doing this? This is possible? Yep. Right? Like it's completely possible, right?" Like, do you have something similar to that?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everything you said, I was just smiling because it it just speaks to so much. I unfortunately, I feel like so many families. Want to see their loved ones safe, but they it's a very deceptive sanctuary. You know, safety doesn't equate to happiness just because you have a safe salary job or the house with the yard or the vehicle that you want to drive. That doesn't mean that you're happy or fulfilled. And so, if you look at it that way and you explain it to your loved ones that way, hey, you know what? It's not that I'm unhappy, it's just that I'm sitting in a place where I am basically allowing my potential to dissolve and just fade away, right? I'm moving through my life allowing myself to take the steps each day to just get to the next day and not get ahead and not build a life. You know, you're just letting life kind of happen. And I think a lot of people do that. They it's a deceptive sanctuary. I want to keep you safe, so I'm going to protect you by telling you that you should stay where you are. And I the way that I, I don't have any like hate towards people that have that mindset. I feel sorry for them. It, and it's not pity, it's not sympathy, it's empathy. It's like, I, I know what it feels like to want the safety and security, but I also know what it feels like to have the freedom and the sense of power and fulfillment. And so for the person who wants the safety and security, I empathize with that because I've wanted that and I've lived that. And now that I'm on the other side and I have the sense of empowerment of like, holy fuck, I can do this and I can do this by myself. It's something that they may never get to experience that I value. Like I value my freedom and I value my sense of self-empowerment. I love being independent and I know that I can live anywhere in the world. And truthfully, I know that I can make as much as I want. And I actually had an interesting conversation with my family. We went for a little hike together and we were it was in Kelowna actually when I first moved here and we were standing at the top of the hill and I made some comment about like work. I can't remember if it was just around like the work that I had to do tomorrow or like a project I was working on. And my sister said to me, hey, I'm, I'm like really, I'm, I'm worried about you. It's like, why is that? She's like, you work too much. And I literally, I laughed. I was like, oh, really? Two to standards, the nine to five standard where people are miserable and broke. I'm like, my standard of working enough is working enough to make sure that I'm moving towards my goals. And so to me, it doesn't matter if it's a 16 hour fucking day. I'm putting that hour, I'm putting those 16 hours in. And it's it's maybe not even enough. You know, are you working too much? I'm like, maybe I'm not working enough. You know, I still haven't achieved this goal. So maybe I'm not doing enough. And that's my perspective. So I think we both share that. And stepping outside of your comfort zone, although it can be uncomfortable, there's also the opportunity to feel really empowered and fulfilled. And that I think is what is so missed out on when we're talking about life as a whole. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing well in life. What does that mean? You have a salary and you have a house with a yard and a dog and some kids. Like, is that doing well? It's really dependent. So the next thing that I want to talk about is how you confronted those fears because my parents, I love dearly and they are worst case scenario thinkers at their finest. So I'll bring something up and they will flip it around on me and give me the worst case scenario that could possibly happen. So maybe don't do that just in case, right? Don't drive to Mexico just in case, you know, you get attacked by the cartel. Like, Or it's a beautiful drive and I have a ton of fun, right? That's my perspective. So I think that when we're making decisions, we're faced with this, the option to create an image in our mind. We always have the option. So you have an idea and you create this image of your mind of what's possible for yourself. And so many people create the worst case scenario in their mind because we're basically primal instinct, right? We're, we're primed for fear to protect ourselves from death. We want to survive. So we're primed to envision the worst thing that could go wrong just in case we potentially die. We don't want to die. That's our survival mechanism. That's as far as it goes. And so if you're looking at that and you're looking at your future and you're only envisioning the worst case scenario, you're going to stay exactly where you are because it's that sanctuary. It's that safety that's very deceptive. So the way I see it is that if you are looking at something in the future, face the fear. What's the worst thing that that could possibly go? I go, I go broke. Sweet. So I have to get a different job. Okay, that's fine. I face that fear, and then I go best case scenario. And all I do, all I journal on, all I focus on, all I think about is that best case scenario. Best case scenario, I have the best business, best business in lifestyle coaching, top one percent in the industry. I'm like, that's best case scenario. So I'm going to keep going towards best case scenario. I'm not going to think about worst case scenario, which is the industry is saturated and health colors doesn't survive. Fuck that. I'm going to be the top one percent. So I've looked at the worst case scenario. Worst case scenario happens and I have to fold my business, what am I going to do? I'll go back to school and get another job, but I'm not going to let that happen. But I face that fear head on. So I'm curious how you face your fears to take action. Do you ignore them or do you like think about it?
1: Well, I let them come on head first, right? I think the biggest thing um, a lot of people don't have, well, they have time, but the allocation of their time is terrible. And where I'm coming to here is a lot of people don't have don't give themselves enough time to actually brew in their own thoughts and in their fears. There's so many distractions, phones, TVs, work bullshit. Sorry, my language. It's like we could always come up with some excuse to forego us actually being bored, because humans evolved being bored, and having those thoughts come in and being okay with them. And I even talked before I left. I met with one of my friends, Talha. I, I helped him get a job at a health store. He was fired from Starbucks, and he's trying. He's in debt, and he's trying to get out, and he's living with his parents. He's 30 and i'm like talha have you ever like sat alone with your own thoughts and actually you know let the thoughts come in and he's like no i'm actually really scared and it was like one of my first guy friends that said that i'm like listen the first time i ever did that was the first time i drove back from vancouver breaking up with my ex all alone i had to go through that drive and that was the first time that i actually cried like twice because you know i turned off the radio no pod chats or podcasts nothing like that it was just like okay all the fear okay i'm a failure driving back here i failed my relationship i failed my family because i told them i'm going to start out in vancouver i was all happy leaving and it's like all these negative thoughts are coming and it's like you need to have them come head first and need to process them but you need to be able to spin it right because that fear like you said is very instinctual and it's almost like our first mammalian brain that kicks in it's like that fear it's like okay the salary is good the job is good comfort it's like but that's the rat race that most people get into right they get so indoctrinated to the system that is so pervasive and that's where they want us to be whoever they is because it's easy to control these kind of people they're very subservient and it's easy to tell people what they need to do when they're following a the schedule and it's like you lose all zest for life and i've even seen it in my partner and a lot of loved ones it's like this is your job you do it and then you're living for the weekend like what kind of crap is that right like that's not a life worth living and it's like those fears of course we all have fear and i think fear is a beautiful thing because without fear we wouldn't evolve because if we weren't scared of another tribe or a dangerous animal well then we would not be here right now right so we just need to be okay processing those emotions and it's like life is not all you know fairy dust or whatever like happy rainbows it's like we need to process the whole spectrum of human emotion and i the older I'm getting, the more I want to run into the fear, doing extreme things like jumping into cold lakes, doing extreme things like moving across the country. It's like-
0: That actually made me laugh this morning because most people that go to do a cold plunge would like wade into the water or proceed cautiously or check the depth of the water or test the temperature. And like Jake just ran and dove in head first. And that is a demonstration of his fearless attitude of like, fuck it, I'm going all in. And so sorry to cut you off there, but when you mentioned water, I was like, yeah, 100%. Like you drove all the way out here and then the next day dove headfirst into a lake you've never been in before. And <laughs> it just it just demonstrates how you move through life. And I think that that kind of approach to life, although there may be more mistakes and there may be more what we would consider quote unquote failures, there's also more opportunities to learn because if you never fail, you never learn. You had the failed relationship. So what did you learn from that? You learned to process your emotions, right? You learned to actually retreat into yourself and learn more about you in order to get into that next relationship. And so if we don't have those failures, if we don't go head first into something, how are we going to learn from that? And I can relate to it because I moved with my ex to the Yukon and everyone thought I was crazy. It is a 33 hour drive from my parents. So two and a half mm-hmm. days of driving and or a three-hour flight. And it was during COVID. So I was forced to get the vaccines if I wanted to visit my family. And everyone was telling me that I was crazy, that it didn't make sense for me to go all the way up to the Yukon and what if it didn't work out? And here's the thing, it didn't work out. And that's okay. You know what I learned from that experience? Is that I am super fucking powerful and independent because I had to drive my own ass learn how to drive a truck and trailer back from the Yukon, never driven a U-Haul in my entire life or a trailer, hitched it up, got it on the road, drove it for two and a half days back to seminar, moved everything out of that place by myself, mattresses, beds, everything. I was like, I can do this by myself. I don't have any friends up here, so I'm just going to do it. Moved my entire life back to BC, bought a new home and moved into it. And I just proved to myself that I'm not dependent on someone right? When I moved there, I thought I needed him to come back to BC and get me and help me get my things and move them all up there and make me comfortable. And I realized that I don't need that, that I'm very independent. And that was a really cool realization because it was empowering. But if you never take the chance to fail, you never get to learn. That's not fun. Yeah. That's not a fun way to live. So here's the thing. Psychologists love to discuss this concept of optimal anxiety and that like sweet spot where we see growth and transformation. So I'm curious what your thoughts are around that, like optimal anxiety zone and how you reach that on a, literally on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, I've heard about that. I'm, I have some differing views. Like I'm, I'm a little bit weird when you get to know me, I'm very extreme and do things because I, personally, I think optimal anxiety, anxiety is a weird, that's thrown around right, left and center. Everybody has all these anxiety disorders and we could sit here and debate whether they're actual real or they're just our own online because of everything going on. But I don't think that, first of all, I think that we need to process emotions and anxiety is one of them. Anxiety was not really like diagnosed until like the early 1900s. And there's a lot of factors to it. But I think the invention of a lot of modern technologies have like acclimated to the point where it's like out of order and everybody, people can get days off of work because they're anxious and they can't live their life. Optimal anxiety. I think that most humans are very fragile and I don't think that they have a robust resilient body in place to process the, that that emotion. And the thing is like if you look at animals and you look at stress because stress uh, I guess shows itself up as anxiety, we could say that. And we look at animals in nature and we observe them and we see that after, for example, the zebra is chased down by a lion, what does it do? It shakes off and that's called tetrogenic shaking, right? They burn off that anxiety, those stress hormones. The thing is most humans if we and we could take a step back and look at fitness here, exercising isn't just for like building muscle and all this fun stuff it's a nice way to manage stress and actually mobile or utilize those stress hormones to cope with that that's why a lot of people say when they work out they feel a lot better right they could get off their depressive medications anxiety medications ssris whatever it might be and it's like i think most of us are becoming so domesticated domicile that's the root word of the house is what it means and we're just becoming so indoctrinated and put into this box and we don't have a lot of habits and rituals in place we're just dictated by our jobs and then we try and have some fun on the weekends and again we this cycle where now we have to go back to work monday and it's like that anxiety kicks in it's this never-ending loop and it's like we need to find the joy in the little things and work on our habits you show me a person's habits i could show you how their life is going to be playing out most people don't have proper morning routines most people don't have evening routines they're all over the place We humans are structured creatures, and the more structure we could put in place, the more healthy habits we could put in place, have an outlet for that stress, that anxiety is gonna dissipate. A little bit of anxiety is natural. It's a natural Mm -hmm. emotion, feeling, whatever you wanna call it. But I I personally think that we just need to have, uh, I guess, practices in place to ameliorate that emotion and not let it consume us because it's very easy to sit there after work, on your couch, watching Netflix, on your phone at the same time, watching the highlights of people's lives where it's like most people aren't, first of all, transparent about what's going on in their life. They only show the good side. And you have this comparison syndrome. It's like the comparison is the thief of joy. We hear this naturally and all over the place. And it's like, well, why are you letting someone else's highlights dictate your life? Like, why don't you look at the beautiful thing that most of us that actually have access to listening to this podcast are in like the ninetieth percentile, we are we are so blessed. We're holding phones that are like fifteen hundred dollars, and it's like we have anxiety because of what, right? I think we just get into our heads too much, and I think that anxiety is overblown. And a lot of people are making a massive deal about it, where it's like if you just change your life a little bit, your routine, incorporate exercise strategically, do some uncomfortable things like cold exposure. I guarantee you, you go into the cold, you're not going to be anxious anymore. You're going to be feel you're going to feel like exhilarated and on fire.
0: That's the thing is that. Anxiousness and excitement are a very similar vibration energetically in the body. And so, if you've ever been like, maybe you're going on a first date or you have a job interview and there's that feeling, it's like almost like a, a little bit of a high, right? I would say that that is, if you can convert that into this is the way I see it, anyways. Brian and Cole asked me to do a speech at one of their events and they asked me to talk about running a retreat for the first time as a business owner because I was one of the first people in the mastermind to not the first, but one of the people who had run a retreat in the way that I did, in the capacity that I did. And I was there and I had so many people asking me over the weekend, like, are you nervous to speak? Are you anxious to speak? And I actually had to think about it. I was like, mm, not really. And I thought about it a bit more. And I realized that the, the feeling that I had was, was gratitude. Like I was just really grateful to be there and be in a position where I could talk about my, my success in business, right? Like that's, that was everyone's dream that was at that event was to be successful in business. That's why they were there. And I was on stage. So I was like, yeah, I'm grateful. And even if there is a little bit of anxiousness here, I am really grateful and gratitude is going to steamroll any other emotion. And so if you're feeling anxious on a daily basis, one of the best things I can recommend that you do is have a gratitude practice and like really work with that and work with that emotion because it's powerful and it can work for you in a lot of ways. So I agree with you in so many fronts on anxiety. I think when people talk about optimal anxiety, it's they're actually more so talking about like pressure, right? Right applying pressure to yourself for growth, you know, getting yourself to a place where it's uncomfortable. You moving out here, that is something that's uncomfortable for you, but it's not going to kill you. You're right. It's just going to help you move towards your potential. So it's that, but how do we get that daily? I know for me, like doing cold plunges, training really hard. Those are some things that help me kind of achieve that, that sweet spot where you're challenging yourself to adapt without doing like damage to yourself. And that's where we want to, we want to find that, like, we don't want to be so reckless that we're dangerous to ourselves we want to be tactical about the way that we are tactical about the the energy that we're putting in towards what we want to achieve and i think that's more so what they're talking about around the optimal anxiety i am so with you on our world being so overly medicated on everyone's walking around on anti-anxiety medication it blows my mind
1: yeah and like you mentioned it like you know i have a friend back home and he works at a penitentiary so he worked with inmates and he's been doing that ever since. And he was a very you know, big guy and he wanted to be into police and military, but he can get in because he has adrenal problems. So he got into the second next thing and he got in and it's like, you know, I've seen him change over the years and he's now taken advantage of the system. And apparently a lot of correctional officers do so they can literally go on like a mental leave for nine months every, I think two or three calendar years. And it's like 75% of a salary pay. And he just goes and works a cash job somewhere else. And it's like, you have this excuse now that a lot of these government jobs have. I'm sure other jobs have where you could take a mental leave for whatever reason, you just get a note from a doctor. Okay, what, you can't can't sleep. Okay, cool, here's nine months off of work, 75% of your salary. It's like, people are taking advantage of it now. And it's so easy because it's like, how do we even navigate this landscape And coming back to you gratitude i think that's massive i think reframing psychological reframing is massive and a lot of people do not have that gratitude and actually writing down with a pen the little things that you're grateful for like even me in in you coming here moving your whole life away it's like okay my family is okay they're healthy they're all there like what's the worst thing we talk about worst case scenarios and it's like yeah my family throws that out in my face it's like you have the best case scenario here it's like no i don't this is the reason it's like you go through this list you write things down, even in my gratitude journals, I'm writing things, it's like what I'm grateful for. And it's like, okay, I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my girl, this and this. And I'm grateful for being here by myself because it's gonna allow me to be a better human when I do meet up with them. And when my partner comes to myself it's like doing the uncomfortable things, like you mentioned, exercising really hard, doing cold dips, like, and even if you don't like exercising in the gym, you could do things you love, yoga. You could do some type of hiking, rucking, whatever it might be that brings you joy, just have some type of physical activity that's loaded because that has that many benefits on the bones, joints, etc. And it's like we have to put those it's almost as if it has to be like a non-negotiable i always have non-negotiable lists it's like it has to be a non-negotiable has to be part of your life and if you actually sit down and if you write down what you spend your time in in a day you have a lot of hours that you're doing nothing right and it's like you can allocate that to so many things that are just going to make your life so much better and sure they might be a little uncomfortable but the thing is we're such a sensitive society right like we evolved without air conditioning without heating And we got here in some extreme temperatures like our bodies are okay with it it's just a little uncomfortable so piece of advice i would give is like yeah start with gratitude start with doing some little uncomfortable things every day and then tracking your subjective progress and your your outlook on life because it's only going to get better from there and it's like it's not a thing you could do for a couple months like we talk about this in the fitness industry you can't do a transformation and maintain that look year-round it's not possible it is but you have to do a lot of things and do some things to very extreme measures but Most people, I think in the fitness industry, think that you have to go like, when it comes all in, you don't have to be like tracking everything to the ground. You don't have to be pushing yourself every single day. It's like, start slow and then progress from there. And it's like, I think we as humans have this mentality where it's like, oh, I have to go all in to, you know, like I have to follow the most, the best diet, follow the best program. And then I'm going to see the results. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. You could work out twice a week. You could, you know, follow a somewhat decent meal plan, eating whole foods. Like that alone is like 90% of it. Right. And then you fine tune some little things here. And then your whole life is just going to get better from there. And it's like it's a snowball going down a hill. It only gets better from there. And you compound it, right? It's like compound interest, the little things over time add up. And then it just that this is who you are. Like if I asked you, Haley, like, do you work out like is a part of your life? Eating healthy is a part of your life, like doing uncomfortable things is a part of your life now. Do you see yourself not doing it? Probably, like, no, right? No,
0: definitely not. Definitely resonate with with that. And I think as well, my definition of going all in would be creating a vision for yourself, like looking at the next three, six, 12 months, three years, five years, writing down your vision and working towards that relentlessly would be going all in. And that doesn't mean that you're, like you said, tracking every calorie, but it does mean that you're challenging the negative self-talk, that you're setting boundaries with your friends and family, that you say no when you need to, because I know so many times, you know, someone else will ask us to do something that will take away from time with our goals and we want to please them. So maybe we stay up late to watch the Netflix with our partners that they're happy. But meanwhile, we wanted to get up early for the workout, right? Going all in means that you set boundaries, you challenge your own negative self-talk because really what going all in is it's mental, it's all mental. And so if you say I'm going all in on my fitness goals and you try and just like exclude everything out of your life and, you know, focus on the gym and eat perfect and train two times a day, it's not sustainable. And at some point, the negative self-talk will catch up and you'll quit. So to go all in, it needs to start with your mindset. And you need to start looking at best case scenario thinking. When the negative thoughts come up, but what if I don't do this? But what if I fail? What if this person judges me? Those are the opportunities for you to challenge your negative talk to be all in. Because if you let that shit affect you, you'll never be all in. You'll always be being held back or pushed back or down by something or somebody else. Or your own fears or insecurities. So, to me personally, going on and it is something that I still work on to this day, and I will always work on it. Is when I have negative self talk, I acknowledge it, I recognize it, and I'm like, "That's bullshit. Whatever that's going on in there, that's bullshit. I don't need to listen to that. Right? That's not serving my goal. Right? My goal of being the top one percent in in lifestyle coaching in the industry. Like that's my vision for this business, and I will not stop until I. It, unless the entire industry. Flips over upside down on me and I get hit by a bus. Like, I'm not going to stop. So, we're, we're going to keep growing and expanding. And that's why I'm so excited that Jake's out here because he has the same kind of bullish mentality that I do in that, like, I'm doing this and just try and get in my way. Like, I dare you. I will literally just run you over. Like, it's not going to work. I'll dig a hole under you if I have to to get away from you, but I will not let you be in my way. So, I know that our team here at Health Pillars is a lot of like minded individuals. I believe that we share. Share a spirit in a certain way. Um, There's a lot of really powerful stories. I actually haven't podcasted with every single one of these coaches, but they all also haven't all come out to stay with me individually yet. So I'll get them all on the podcast when they're they're out here in BC. And I'm so proud of you for making this move and joining us. And I'm really excited for everything that's in front of us. Like we talked a little bit on our walk today, but I'm so excited not just for the team, but and the impact that we can have and Where we can take this, but how much we can grow in that process. Like, that's what I'm most excited for is to see the growth of you and the growth of myself and the growth of all the other team members in that process. Because when one person, like you said, when you moved out here, your family was all like, oh, maybe we should also relocate to somewhere we like better. When one person on the team is is doing that and going 100% in, every single other person on the team is inspired. When one client is doing really well in the program and they're sharing their journey, all the other clients are inspired. And so it's powerful to be the person that takes that leap of faith. And so Jake, give your top three pieces of advice for going all in, and then we'll wrap things up.
1: Top three pieces for going all in. Well, first of all, like you mentioned, I think have a vision, right? So this wasn't like a willy nilly decision. I thought this through. Okay. I wasn't like, okay, I'm packing my bags and driving there just because Um, it was thought out, right? So there was some strategy obviously behind it, As daunting as it was, it it was planned out and it was strategic. So plan it out if you're going all in. Right. The second thing is like, you know, worst case scenarios. We talked about that and best case scenarios. That kind of goes into the planning it out. And it's like, if you're, you want to be passionate about why you're going all in. Right. Like fitness, for example, you know, we always, we talked about this. I think last week on a call or or two weeks ago, went to coaches and you're like, what inspires you to keep going? Right. If some, I think you were like my clients and everything some other people, Tyler was like, oh, my hot (laughs) girlfriend, amongst other things. And everybody has their reasons, but like the reasons are very deep and profound, right? So you need to be, you need to have a reason why you want to go all in. Why do you want to do this? I'm doing this because I see a vision. I know that being there with the team, with the leaders of the team is going to put me in a better situation rather than being in Ontario around these, you know, sub-level humans for the most part. So, and i'm doing this because i see a longer vision it's not like right now like i'm not by all means a successful online coach at this point in time but my headspace is there and the pieces are coming together and it's like that vision what i'm creating and and working towards my future you know retiring my my wife eventually and having kids and having the life that i want that's what i'm looking for i'm not looking for tomorrow that's my vision that's driving me so i think people need a vision and some type of passion that's going to drive them every day where they where you know sometimes you wake up and you feel like oh I don't want to get going or get to the gym. It's like, well, why are you doing this? It has to be important. It can't be just like vanity or something weak, right? It has to be very deep and it has to trigger an emotion. And that's going to be your everlasting motivation. So I would say a plan, have some type of drive and passion, inspiration to fuel that. And thirdly, like understand that it could always be worse, right? at the end of the day there's always people and this is kind of the framing that i have is there's always people that are in a worse situation than me so if all things fail it's okay i've got to where i am with a certain set of skills i have arms i have legs i have eyes i can find some type of job and start back from ground zero it's not the end of the world and reframing and understanding that we are so grateful with where we are most literally most humans in this in this part of the world. And putting yourself in a situation where people really smile just to get clean water, it's like, wow, like, and I'm complaining because of all of these things. So I think perspective would be another one and understand that if it all goes to hell, you could always, there's always gonna be a friend or a family member that'll help you out. You could always find a job somewhere and start back. So lead into the fear because it's false evidence appearing real, right? For the most part, and we do not want that haunting us and dictating our life. And then us looking back, my biggest fear, and I think you can relate, is looking 20, 30 years down the road and be like, I didn't do that because I was scared, right? I let fear dictate that. It's like, no, I'm going to do everything. If fear tells me, it's like, I drive closer towards that fear. And I want to do it because I know the person I'll become after that is going to be so much better. So
0: yeah, I feel that. And it's like looking back and being like, I didn't try hard enough. Who wants to feel like that? You know, like I want to know that I tried as hard as I possibly could. And that is, that's why I am where I am today. And that's why I was, you know, in the top of the mastermind program in business. And I knew jack shit about business when I joined the program. And it's why I have a team now It's because I was like, there's there's no way I'm not letting this work out for me. And if it does, if it doesn't work out, I will figure it out. I'll be okay. I will figure it the fuck out because that's what I do. So I've done my whole life. Something goes sideways, I figure it out. And it hasn't always been pretty and it hasn't always been fun. And sometimes it's been painful and sometimes it's been difficult, But, but I'm still here. And yeah, I, I really love that perspective. Thank you for sharing those. I think that this podcast will hopefully inspire a few individuals to take a leap of faith for themselves, whether it's in their relationship, their career, betting on themselves and, and going all in. And there's I just put up a little quote on my Instagram the other day. It's like, you're so worried about the the cost, the cost of going all in or the cost of hiring a coach or the cost of. Moving, but you're not thinking about the expense, right? The price of staying where you are, of staying stuck, of being unhappy, of being in a body that you're not proud of, of looking in the mirror and feeling ashamed. Like, you know, what's the cost? But like, what are you, what is the price? What's the price you're paying to be exactly where you are a year from now? Like, I'm I'm gonna go with the cost and like put the investment in, right? Whether it's the time, the energy, the actual physical dollar, whatever it is, like I'm gonna invest that. So. Jake, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We've been podcasting here for like 40 minutes, which is a long one. I love it. I'm going to have to get you back on here to talk a little bit more about holistic nutrition and supplements and all. Pick your brain a little bit more. You're so knowledgeable. Let's just end things off here with allowing you to, one, wrap things up and two, let people know where they can find you. Where can they find you on social media?
1: Yeah, wrapping up, it's, um, you know... I never had a lot of mentors growing up. And I think a lot of people do like, I didn't get to know my dad until I was pretty much 20 because he worked by 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. My mom, she stayed with us. Point being is, you know, the older I'm getting, the more I'm investing like into business coaches and being around people that are doing things I want to do. It's like, you learn a lot. And where I'm going with that is don't be afraid to not only invest in yourself, but like you mentioned, like take a leap of faith. you want to look at the life you want to have and you reverse engineer it, right? Like where you are now with your comfy job, like we heard stories in the Academy all the time, people leaving their salary jobs and they're making cook like a comfy salary. And it's like, even these people are scared making like well into the six figures. It's like, at the end of the day, money shouldn't, money shouldn't control you. If you're doing it just for money, you're in it for the wrong reasons. And it's not going to be a beautiful life you're going to live. You're going to have regrets. And some of the, you know, there's been, there's been some stories I've heard where some some people under deathbeds, the biggest regrets they have is spending time with their loved ones and spending more time doing the things that they love. So if you could find something that you could love, make it a passion that allows you to have the freedom to spend the time with your family, that's what you need to do and pursue. And if you need to go back to school to get another education or take courses, then you do it. you invest in yourself because that's going to pay you forward, right? So just don't be scared to do the things that you love doing because it's going to pay you forward. And whether you believe in God, source, whatever, karma, If you do the right things and you genuinely earn it for the right reasons you will be rewarded and it might not be your time right but your time is going to come right and don't be afraid to lose certain friends like i always say this quote from matthew mcconaughey he had a speech and he was just like people come into your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and you have to understand which of those people are coming in your life for and sometimes you have to get rid of some of your closest friends even if it's family which i had to do in order to go forward. And it's a hard decision to make, but you have to make those decisions because this is your life. And regrets and resentment are the worst emotions and feelings. And I could be these people with one thing is just like really analyze your life and are you doing what you really love doing? Right. So
0: amazing. Where can they find yeah. you on? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook.
1: Yeah, it's uh Jake.beast. Pretty simple the name came from high school, and I thought I was the shit when I started bulking up. So Yeah, that's what it is. On TikTok, it's just with two T's, jake.beast with two T's. And Facebook is just my name, Jake. That's a long name, but I'm sure you can draw.
0: Is it Jacob on Facebook?
1: I think it's Jacob. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. J-A-K-U-B, you guys, on Facebook. But on TikTok and Instagram, the same. It's uh, jake.beast. Definitely go check out his content. He has a lot of good content on there. And Thank you so much for showing up and making it to the end of this podcast. This is a long one. I appreciate you guys for being here. Thank you for lending us your ears. Peace, love, and personal growth. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E3 podcast. I had so much fun sharing my knowledge with you, and I hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you found value in this episode, the number one thing that you can do to support the show is share this episode on your social media platforms or leave a review. If you'd like to find out about the lifestyle programs I offer online, go to healthpillars.ca and click apply today to fill out an application for coaching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Peace, love and personal growth.